Hello everybody, welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of adult children of alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name's Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Also, please take a moment to rate our podcast on SoundCloud or Apple. It will help others find the podcast. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting to attend, go to adultchildren.org and click on Meetings. This week, we're hearing from Tani, who spoke about tools for self-esteem. Please enjoy. Hi everyone, Tawny ACA here. Nice to see you all virtually. Um, Hi Tawny, would you like to, what timing should I warn you about? I have 15 minutes, correct? Yes. So I guess let's do a f when I have five minutes remaining and then two minutes remaining. Is five and two, copy. Thank you. Okay, so what I wanted to read, what I chose to read, um, is if you'd like to find it in the book, it's on page 321. Um, it's about inner child and self-esteem. So let me just, all right, here we are. So it's inner child self-esteem and number two. I help my inner child build her self-esteem in a variety of ways. I affirm her identity every day by telling her eyeball to eyeball in a mirror, you are loved, you are lovable. I encourage, affirm, and reinforce her when she tries to learn or do something new. I show her how to do things before I ask her to do them by herself, or I take her to a class or hire an instructor to teach us if we don't know how to do something we want or need to do. I help her make a plan to get, to get to a goal, create incremental objectives that lead to the goal, and then help her take the baby steps by cheering her on as she takes those steps. I reward her for trying and finishing. If she does not complete the goal, I tell her she did a great job of trying, and now we need to decide if we want to make a better plan with even smaller steps or if we want to do something different. My inner child and I have an agreement that if someone crosses our boundary lines, she gives me a tiny tap from inside to alert me to incoming salvos. It is then my adult job to respectfully confront the abuser and resolve the situation amicably if possible. If not, then it is my adult job to decide what to do about this situation that is both moral and legal. That may mean deciding if the fight is worth fighting at all. If not, we walk away with the full understanding there are some things that just are not worth dying for, that there is a time to stand and a time to walk away. My inner child today feels safe enough to speak freely to me. We have a good relationship now that I honor her and she honors me. We have mutual respect for one another, for our strengths. We have forgiveness in our hearts for our weaknesses. We are both working to keep the relationship growing. So I kind of chose that reading, um, not only because it's just beautiful and I relate to it in many different ways, but mainly because of my self-esteem issues before coming to ACA, it was 
sneaky. It was, I couldn't even realize that I was critical of myself. I didn't hear that voice. I didn't hear, I, I don't have that critical voice that I can acknowledge. It took a long time for me to sort of understand that my self-esteem was very much related to how people spoke to me and reading into the way they spoke as if I did something wrong, just constantly. It was just constantly, I did something wrong, I did something wrong. And that's what brought my self-esteem down. And so there was one meeting I went to, I think back in January, and we were reading mirror work from the Red Book, um, where if you're interested, I'm happy to to point you to the page. Um, But basically, it's just sitting in front of a mirror and staring at yourself and, you know, giving yourself affirmations, telling yourself, I love you. Um, whatever, whatever really comes to mind is how I interpreted it. Whatever's going to bring me happiness. And I just bawled, you know, and that was clear to me that there was something, there was something wrong inside of me. Um, so yeah. So I really like in the beginning of that, where she says eyeball to eyeball, cause it does take that sometimes looking at yourself eyeball to eyeball, but, um, yeah. So I guess I just want to quickly talk about, you know, what brought me to, to ACA before I get into the, the tools that I'm using, um, and how it's helping me overall. But, um, I'm coming up on a year now and, and I'm pretty young and I'm really grateful for finding this program as early as possible. Um, and I came in through Al-Anon. Someone in Al-Anon was like, oh, you, you, you should check out ACA. And I was like, okay, for sure. This sounds great. And I went and we were reading about people pleasing. And, and people pleasing was always the entry point for me into being ACA. Is like, I knew something was wrong with me because of my people pleasing. I didn't know anything other than that. So the fact that we were reading about people pleasing that day in the beginning of the book, um, was kind of remarkable to me and um, shook me and I knew I had to keep coming back. I knew it was going to change my life. Um, So yeah, so when I came into ACA, I was just total fear of abandonment, like family hero, uh, overachiever, um, people pleaser, um, could control freak, you know, I wanted to control everyone's moves where everything was like even to the point of like a pencil you know if the pencil was in the wrong place like it would freak me out and and so all of these things were building up and creating this sort of tension so over the past year I've seen myself not be so much that way with all of these tools that this program has given me so um you know I just finished step 12 after being a year and obviously I'm going to keep doing the steps um, but I, um, I've, I've really, uh, leaned into daily routines. Um, I used to not really make to-do lists and kind of just be all, all over the place and, and let the to-do list build up in my head. And so I'm just constantly thinking of all these things I have to do. Da, 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 da. And it's like, just make a list of what is possible today. And this is what you're going to do today. And if you don't get to everything, that's okay. We be up tomorrow. So, um, so daily routines, um, one of those, 
one of those things in my daily routine is journaling and meditation. And those two things, um, I feel when I first heard, okay, yeah, you should journal or you should meditate. To me, it felt kind of like, uh, I don't think cliche is the word, but I was just like, those things I don't feel like are going to help me. That was my first thought. But once I put it in my daily routine and I worked at it every day, I have seen immense progress um, with my self-esteem, going back to self-esteem. Um, all, of, all of these tools help my self-esteem. Um, so meditation has kind of helped me get out of my own head um, in a weird way. It's like you're going inward to go outward. And I love that because you really do have to have that self-love and self-awareness in order to give back to other people. And so I have found that I, through meditation, have learned to appreciate people being joyous and people being happy in a different way. I used to be very jealous of people if they were happy because inside I was not happy. So um, I really do feel like meditation has helped that because I have turned inward to give outward. And journaling has also been, I do a lot of different journaling. I will sometimes just get all my ranting out, like just the stuff that people don't really need to hear. I mean, obviously I share in meetings, but sometimes like I just have so many thoughts that I just need to just write, 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 just get it all out of my system and then speak clearly and, and uh, respectfully and appropriately to, to others. Um, so sometimes that's my journaling, but other times it's my self inventories. Um, I, I can't really just do a self inventory, um, just talking to myself doing that sort of self inventory. I have to actually write it down because it, it makes me feel a little bit more accountable. And I think a part of journaling makes me feel accountable for my actions, for my emotions, and reminds me that I am not my emotions, I am not my thoughts, and and I can get it out and, and um, either move on or, I mean, move on in different ways. So um, what other tools help my self-esteem? Um, I also think that these um, reparenting check-in worksheets, if you've heard of it, I know, uh, I think I got it from someone in ACA, but ACA has a reparenting check-in worksheet. And I have a very, very difficult hard, a very difficult time identifying feelings like most of us do. And I, when I can't identify a feeling, I just shut down. Like I, because my brain wants to just figure it out and doesn't want to do anything else, but just focus on that forever. And when I do that, it's counterintuitive actually. It's it's helpful for me to kind of take a step back. Five. Do a, what's it, five minutes? Okay, thank you. Tell, it's helpful for me to do a check-in worksheet, sit down, and it's, it's actually kind of a form of journaling in a way. It's just more outlined, which is helpful for my brain because it uh, gives me a, a guideline to work in. Um, so that's also been a helpful tool for me because I've, I, 
sometimes when I'm trying to identify a feeling that I'm having in a, in, in a situation where I don't want to just shut down, like around a group of friends, that is like a very uncomfortable place to just shut down. Um, I think about this worksheet and I think about the questions that it asks and I have a little like go to the bathroom, have a little sidebar with my inner child and talk that through and then figure out what I'm going to do later that day to uh, assess the situation. Um, but some other fun things that I like to do um, with my inner child is dancing. Um, I used to be a dancer, um, but I have a lot of, of bad memories uh, because of the amount that I, I was forced to do. I was doing like 30 hours of dance a week while I was in school and that um, didn't really um, give me the opportunity to build friendships in the years that I was, that, that is really important for a child to have friendships. But aside from that, um, dancing, I always, I did enjoy it. And so it allows me to kind of be creative and make up new dance moves. And sometimes I'll think to music or I'll dance to music that I was listening to at the age um, of the inner child that I'm trying to tap into or that I feel has been hurt or upset in any way. I'll play music that, um, that she would have been listening to at that time and she may have been dancing to at that time. Um, and I find that a lot of, for me, my inner child is very creative, likes to write. And I used to sit in my closet when I was sad and, and I would just like free write poetry. And I wish, I really wish I had some of those poems, um, to, just to read and see how little Tawny was feeling, but I don't. Um, but what I have been doing just in the past week, actually, I started doing this and I have found that it's helped my self-esteem immensely because I'm like, I'm actually kind of a good poet. Like I'm coming up with really good poetry and it's just from the heart. And that makes me feel more confident. Um, it makes me feel more creative in other areas of my life, even creative problem solving with my relationships. Two minutes. Uh, two minutes. Thank you. Um, and so all of these tools at the end of the day, helping my self-esteem have also helped my relationships. And I've been able to visit my family and not fall into codependent tendencies. Um, I've been, I have a history of being very, very codependent. And I mean, to the point of mediating my parents' arguments, like it just not knowing the line between I'm the child and they're the adult um, all throughout growing up. So. I've been able to visit my family and not feel like I'm responsible for their arguments, for their being sad or upset or their um, addictive tendencies. I've been able to separate myself from that and just be loving and just loving myself. And they've actually, I've seen a change in that just from, from me bringing joy and, and not criticism to, the, to them. And my relationships, my love relationships have changed dramatically. I've been much more understanding, much more, uh, much less critical because I'm not criticizing myself and I'm loving myself. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that covers, um, I've never 
really listened to Tuesday Toolbox, so I'm excited to listen to it in the future now that I know about it. And um, I think that just, for me, covers sort of the, the tools that I've found. I mean, I could talk all day about what I'm doing uh, to help build my self-esteem back up, but just in the past year in this program, I've learned so much. And um, I think my time's probably almost up. So, um, yeah, I just, I'll end there. Thank you all for listening. Um, I am very happy to be here. And if you have any questions about anything I mentioned, um, feel free to chat me and I'd be happy to send you any information.